This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. This is John Katsimatidis, and it's uh, 5 o'clock, and we've had an interesting 24 hours. I mean, uh, so many things happening, and so many things happening in the world, and... and uh, uh, in the studio with us, we, we have a terrific studio t- today. We have uh, Richard Weinberg, the judge, and I hope you all see that movie when she stars in. And, uh, the name of the movie again? Gotham, the fall and rise of New York. Well, we're, we're, we're in the fall and rise of New York again. And, uh, Borough President Vito Fasella. Vito, how is uh, Staten Island today? Is the sun shining in Staten Island? We had a great day, yes. We had a nice breakfast for our Vietnam veterans, 50 years since the end of the Vietnam War, and can't thank the veterans enough, and bounced around and ended up at the Marine Biology Club. It's Monsignor Farrell High School that you're doing a great job Monsignor with the interns. Monsignor Farrell High School was here in the studio today. Uh, we're starting an internship program uh, with the kids for the communications department, and uh, they're going to learn uh, about WABC, and uh, and uh, we'll have some interns working for, with us. They're thrilled. And uh, Congressman Peter King, you're dressed up real good today. Uh, uh, you were in the funeral. The good news is it wasn't for yourself. Not, not for me. And I hate to say good things about Vito, but didn't you play football for Monsignor Farrell? I played basketball for Monsignor Farrell. I, I heard you were a great athlete anyway. Well, thank you. And I can't say any good things about you. So. Good. I know. <laughs> I've been waiting all these years. <laughs> another coming. 70 years, you're going to wear another suit. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, like I said, Rita, we had an interesting 24 hours about uh, we have Governor Cuomo coming on tonight. Wait, wait, wait. Interesting. A lot of fireworks. Fireworks. And, and you were you great know, on Mark, and Friends. Listen, Mark Levin was a little bit upset. And, uh, you know, I told him, calm down. There's nothing to be upset about. I mean, we believe in freedom of uh, speech. We believe everybody has the right to speak and, and speak his mind and let our listeners decide. And by the way, John, that is what I and I think everybody who listens mm. to the show loves about you. You put everybody on and we fair. We 95% approval ratings other than Mark Levin and other than, than Janice Dean. She is still uh, rambling. Yeah, well, she, she's she lost a, her in-laws. Uh, look, and, yeah. I, she lost her in-laws, yes. and I feel very bad for her. And uh, I'm sure she's a very nice person. And I, by the way, she I, is. I, I'm not sure I've ever met her. She is. I I love Janice. I've known Janice. I worked with her at Fox News. I love Janice. She lost, obviously, both of her in-laws. So, you know, I understand her pain and and her loss, obviously. My my view on Mario Cuomo is simple. If you let Vito Fisello on the air, you should let uh, Andrew Cuomo on. (laughs) Wait, then you'll put anybody on? Is that the point? That's a low standard. (laughs) Well, listen, we got the Jews, we got the Italians, and we got the uh, the Irish. (laughs) Wait, I was going to say, what about the Polish and the Greeks? And the Greeks and the Greeks. 
It's and, like the United and, Nations. Well, yeah, exactly. God is Greek. He's yeah. Jewish. He's everything. I mean, and by the way, speaking of the United Nations, uh, it seems like it's the United Nations that's crossing our southern border. Judge Weinberg, you and I were talking about this. Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, boy, is he getting grilled and skewered. Once again, he said that there's no border crisis. Everything's under control. And when questioned, he said he had no idea what these bracelets were on the wrists of these illegal immigrants. What it is, is a control device by the cartels. So you know who the people are, how much they owe, where they, where they want to put them. They're indentured. But you know what's amazing? That's the point, John. Here is the head of Homeland Security. He's either a liar or he's incompetent. It's like, which one? I mean, how could you not know that? We right. know the headline. Let's go to the senior senator, the best senator the uh, New York State has ever had. Bring him in, Rita. All right. I'd be happy to because I agree and with you. by the you. way, last week he was the honoree at the New York City Gala for uh, the GOP, and he gave a speech. I, I hope somebody taped it because he was, on a scale of 1 to 10, he was an 11. Wow. I heard that, too. Everybody's been talking about you. Let's bring in the former New York senator, the greatest ever, Al D'Amato. Senator, uh, you are getting rave reviews. Um, but before we get to TikTok, which is, by the way, a huge topic, what is your reaction to Mayorkas? I mean, can you believe this, that he pretends like he first also said he doesn't think there's a crisis at the border, doesn't think there's a problem, doesn't know about the bracelets. Uh, it seems like he doesn't know anything. Well, he's an incompetent, covering up for an incompetent, our president. Unfortunately, that's a terrible thing to have to say about our nation's leader, but his leadership as it relates so many things, but uh, this one in particular, the border, is is just not acceptable. And and he is now thinking about you know pushing back a little and maybe bringing some of the Trump policies. Uh, let, let me tell you, all of the problems um, that that uh, Donald Trump has, most of them uh, uh, were up until the election. Uh, he was. Fabulous. He did a terrific job as president. Terrific. National policy, defense, border, economics, etc. Um, but he screwed up and his ego took over and he had to fan the flames instead of calming them down on January 6th. And, and this ridiculous nonsense and he and his law team, I will not mention the name uh, and who led it after the election, an incompetent jackass, um, really uh, was outrageous. Great, great actions. for Pence. Very good. If he had gone along with what Trump wanted, we would have had a revolution. And so his ego got in the way. He did a good job as president, but he... But he couldn't handle the loss. And that's unfortunate. That really is. But, of course, about the border, about the border, obviously, you feel he did well. He did terrific. He did terrific. I've said he was a good president. Absolutely. Uh, Whether it was national defense, whether it was the border, the economy, Donald Trump did a good job. Absolutely. Senator, it's it's uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. I'm the House Democrat, but I have, uh, I have to ask you a very tough question. 
which is, will you please tell me what Joe Biden has done right since he's been president of the United States? Because I've still been looking for that. Coming anybody, from anybody, a Democrat. Anybody have a list? Well, you, you have to look uh, a pretty doggone hard. Um, and, and maybe if he begins to adopt the Trump philosophy and principles as it relates to the border, uh, you could say he's done something that's right. But he's done very little. The economy is in trouble because of him. Our trade policies are, are horrific. Our dealing with China is horrific. And by the way, that's the reason I called you. This business about TikTok, which Congress is now looking at. You know, you have 150 million uh, uh, users of TikTok. That doesn't mean it's right. And because it's owned by the Chinese, controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, Density of personal dollar is accessed by TikTok to spy on Americans, American companies, etc. And Congress recently banned TikTok from most U.S. government-issued devices. Well, finally, they did something that's right. Nearly half of the states have uh, banned TikTok on state-owned devices. And I didn't know this, but in 2020... President Trump issued an executive order that would have banned TikTok in the U.S. unless it was sold to an American company. Did you know that? I actually did, because it was a big issue. You know, Senator, I want to ask you, this is interesting. You talk about today is the day, by the way, when they're supposed to take it off their uh, federally issued devices, all the members of Congress. But what's interesting is AOC is out there promoting TikTok. Joe Biden did a TikTok video on St. Patrick's Day. So, so I mean, how do you reconcile this? In 2021, President revoked Trump's executive order. Now, even Democrats, the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Senator Mark Warner from Virginia, he now says, listen to this. Trump's proposed TikTok ban, and I'm going to quote him, as painful as it is for me to say Donald Trump was right. That's Mark Warner now saying this with respect to the ban, and we should put it in place. Let me tell you something else. China is our number one enemy, not Russia, China. Don't he say it too loud. They make they make ninety two percent of uh, antibiotics. Well, are you, are, you, are you? I mean, you know. Let me you, tell you something. Yeah. Yours truly, jackass. I think I said it before. In nineteen ninety eight, along with the entire Congress, went along and we revoked a tax provision which gave Puerto Rico they charged less. Uh, uh, or they charge, it was a little surcharge on the products developed there by the American manufacturing companies of our medical supplies. You know what they did? They all moved to China. And now we are held captive. Basically, so much of our medical supplies that we take for uh, 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 granted come from China. But today I had a discussion with a new congressman, Anthony D. Esposito, um, uh, who, who's a Long Islander and co- who Congressman King and I know well. And, and he's and, a good neighbor of yours, so uh, he's a great guy, Anthony. He is. Well, Pete, let me tell you what he's doing. He is putting forth an act. You could say it's a reciprocity act 
which says, okay, that China will no longer be able to just open up companies in the United States and, and buy land wherever they want in the United States uh, unless there's reciprocity in China. In other words, they ban us from opening up U.S. companies. They ban us from buying land, et cetera, and for many other business activities. And that same thing will apply to them and their companies. Imagine them buying land next to our army bases, our military facilities. Well, why don't we have an absolute ban on – Senator, why don't we have yeah. an absolute ban – on strategic areas where you can't buy, regardless of whether you have reciprocity well, well, or not. That's one thing, but let me tell you, how are you going to argue against reciprocity? In other words, if you will not permit us to buy land, et cetera, and to open up businesses, et cetera, it's more than just buying land and businesses, then we are going to stop you from doing the same thing. Tit for tat. We want the same protection for our country that you insist, insist is for your country, and, and that's reciprocity. Congressman, the Esposito is working on legislation right now to make that, to, to introduce that bill. And I think it's the way to stand up to a power which is really, uh, and you mentioned it before, so much of our medical supplies now, etc., uh, are held by China. We can't let this continue. No, and uh, it just goes on and on and on. And look, yeah. uh, we I don't mind giving China business, but it can't be 92%. I think, it, I think it's a little... Well, we, uh, Vito, Vito Fasella, you, you look uh, puzzled. No, well, I'm always looking puzzled. That's my state of mind. It's a natural state of mind. I want to know what Congressman King thinks about that kind of legislation. I think, I think it's terrific. I'm not surprised that Anthony is doing it. I think he's a true patriot. Also, he has common sense. And I agree with yep. John, Vito, Rita, Judge here. We have to do something to stop them getting this monopoly on pharmaceuticals, and we have to get back at least to the idea of reciprocity. I mean, it's insane that they can open up uh, uh, factories or businesses near our Sensitive military sites. Yeah, it's absolutely the, insane. This is Vito here. I have a question because you have a long history, uh, Senator, with the whole Taiwan issue in mainland China. Yeah. And I'm curious as to that when you visited many years ago to what it is today, how would you characterize what's been going on? By the way, the Taiwan president coming in a few hours to New York. Um, yeah. So that's going to be a big deal. Right. Well, listen, I, I give him great credit. Uh, and China's going to be screaming and yelling and saying this is a terrible thing. But unless we do it, you're going to see China move just the way Russia did, except when they move, it won't be um, uh, all screwed up. There's, no, there's only a billion, 400 million of them, uh, Senator. <laughs> That's all. Thank you, Senator Donato. Thank you for coming on. And uh, your speech was so good on last Wednesday or Thursday night. I think you should run for office one more time. <laughs> Listen, we need young people like Anthony and others. Anthony D'Esposito is a great young man, wonderful congressman, um, uh, to pick up and carry on the leadership. And beside that, Peter King is 10 years younger than me, 
and he should be the guy. Peter should make one more run for it. Now, look, <laughs> he's dressed like it. Vito Pacella <laughs> came back ten Senate. years later and won by 70, 80 percent. Well, Vito's Vito. The women all love Vito. The, uh, the <laughs> veterans love him. The cops, everybody. I'm the only guy that's caught on to him. I don't love him. Every, <laughs> every everybody woman, else loves him. Every woman I know is chasing Al D'Amato. <laughs> Absolutely. Al, count me in. <laughs> Senator we'll catch up again real soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Al. My pleasure. Thank you. Let's take a break, and we're going to be coming back with Congressman Mike Lawler from New York State, and he is mad as hell at a few things. Let's take that break. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And welcome back to Cats and Cosby. You know, John, you always say it's sort of this is a turning point of where the city and basically the state is headed. Is it lawlessness or are we going to see law and order? Well, that's why we we called an urgent thing with, with Governor Cuomo in the studio, because with the new budget coming up on April 1st and maybe it's a few days after that, we, ha- you know, uh, uh, Governor Hochul has to put a foot down. And say enough is enough, and New Yorkers deserve to be safe in New York City, in New York State. Uh, and uh, what do you say, guys, uh, Borough President uh, Vito? I believe that bail reform should be front and center. And, you know, in terms of positioning and jockeying for something that's important and viable is to get this in order to compromise on anything else. I still think perception and crime, perception of crime and crime itself is the number one issue in the state. We can talk about the economics of the state on another day, but I'll pay the taxes, but but keep my family that's exactly safe. Right. right. Number one enough issue. Enough is enough. Number one. King. I agree completely. This to me is Kathy Hochul's a moment of decision. If she fails on this, a whole administration. We're going to decide, uh, Congressman, Borough President, Judge. We're going to decide on April first, whenever they settle the budget. For whom do the city? For, for whom do the bells toll? The, the, the 20 million taxpayers or 3,000 violent criminals. Absolutely. And joining us, by the way, now here on Cats and Cosby to talk about all of this and a lot more is New York Congressman Mike Lawler. Um, Congressman, we love having you on the show. And one of the things I thought about, uh, John and Vito and, of course, uh, Congressman King and the judge, I was thinking about the big headline, too, of this PBS producer who got sucker punched by a stranger the other day on the subway. Thank goodness a good Samaritan helped her. But this is happening over and over again. Where do you see New York headed? You know the state so well. Well, thanks for having me, Rita and John and and everyone else. Uh, Look, crime doesn't discriminate. uh, And we are seeing uh, all sorts of people uh, be victim uh, to crime. Uh, And that is why uh, it is not just a, a perception issue. It's a reality. Uh, you know, we uh, down in Washington, D.C., were able to push back against uh, the D.C. crime bill, which uh, would have reduced uh, sentencing on violent felons. Uh, and on the day we took the vote, a member of Congress was assaulted in, her, in the elevator to her apartment building. Uh, this is serious. And it's happening not just in New York or Washington, but in cities all across the country. Crime is up significantly. Uh, you know, assault is up uh, almost 10 percent year to date so far. Grand larceny and auto theft is up, uh, you know, almost 8 percent year to date. Crime's just not coming down. And, 
you know, all of us as elected officials, regardless of what level of office we're in, have a responsibility, first and foremost, to ensure the public safety. Kathy Hochul needs to have a spine. And if she gives in to Carl Hasty and Andrea Stewart-Cousins and the woke radical Democrats out of New York City, uh, then she just should resign. Uh, it, it's a disgrace what has happened in New York. Um, and, you know, if she can't stand up in this moment with everything that has gone on with respect to crime, uh, then she has no business being governor of the state of New York. Hey, Mike, this is Pete King. You were up in Albany when the bail reform law passed. Uh, how was that done? Uh, my understanding, it was snuck through in the budget. Now, what are the chances do you see of her being able to win on this? Because to me, if she doesn't, she's finished as governor. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Well, uh, fortunately, I wasn't there when it originally happened, because if I was, I, w- I would have uh, gone bananas. But I will tell you, um, you know, we pushed and pushed and pushed to get changes uh, to, to the bail ro- uh, reform laws. The, the bottom line is this. Violent criminals need to be held accountable. And it's not just cashless bail that is a problem. Uh, you know, you look at, at that, 40% of those who have been released on non-monetary bail for uh, felony offenses have been rearrested. But it's raised the age where you have 16 and 17-year-olds using guns in the commission of crimes being treated in family court rather than criminal court, and the gangs know it. Uh, it's the fact that the anti-crime unit was disbanded in New York uh, and has been, you know, barely brought back. Their primary focus was getting illegal guns off the streets. It is one boneheaded policy after the next. And we need our state legislators uh, and the governor to work together in this budget to fix this, period. And she should not give in one inch uh, to to Carl Hasty and Andrea Stewart-Cousins uh, if they are refusing to negotiate here. If they don't, if they don't want to uh, make our community and our streets safer, uh, then Kathy Hochul should do everything she can uh, to to grind this budget to a halt until they do. It's that simple. Congressman, uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, good talking to you again. We've talked well, Judge. We've talked before about this ridiculous idea of congestion pricing, and you're leading the fight in the Congress against it. Would you please tell? The listeners, how important it is that this fiasco of congestion pricing, what it means to the city and state of New York if it, it goes through? Well, listen, congestion pricing is nothing more than a money grab, uh, and it is targeted against suburban and outer borough commuters, uh, unfairly penalizing them 
to, to fund the MTA system. The MTA is the worst run authority in America, period. And uh, frankly, the whole place needs an enema. Uh, you have over, <laughs> over $500 million in lost revenue uh, due to, to uh, you know, fair, fair uh, hikers, yeah. people who do not pay their fare. And it's a total joke. Uh, and Kathy Hochul and the MTA are trying to ram this through to, to raise $1.2 billion. In addition, she wants to increase uh, you know, payroll taxes on small businesses to raise another billion dollars. Uh, and so Josh Gottheimer and I, uh, a congressman from New Jersey, Democrat, uh, have teamed up uh, along with uh, Congresswoman Maliotakis from Staten Island uh, to, to create an anti-congestion uh, tax caucus. Uh, in addition, Congressman Gottheimer and I have put legislation forward that would uh, basically say to New York, choose. If you want to move forward with congestion pricing, then you lose out on federal dollars, uh, and we're going to create a, uh, a tax credit for those commuters, uh, those commuters who are getting unfairly targeted with the congestion tax scheme, so that they can uh, have that credit on their federal income tax return. Mike, this, Mike, this, this okay. plan needs to be stopped dead in its tracks. Vito, you got a question? Yeah, Mike, this is Vito Fasella. Good to be with you and keep speaking out. Well. On, uh, keep speaking out because the folks in Putnam or Rockland or Dutchess or Westchester, even my good friend Peter King here in Nassau County, people of Staten Island don't, don't want this. Uh, and we have to figure out a way to get better service for not more money, as you say, the money grab. And it's almost impossible to do. My main question to you, Mike, is clearly crime was an issue in the state of New York and the city, and you talked about bail reform. Have those in Congress, particularly in the other party, realized that it's such an important issue? And do you see that they're changing their tune or their actions a little bit? Well, you saw President Biden pull out the uh, the rug from underneath Democrats. He <laughs> said he would veto our uh, bill to, to repeal the D.C. Uh, crime bill. And uh, then uh, once it passed the House, with some Democrat support, uh, he pulled the the rug out from under him and said that he would actually sign the bill. So, you know, the Senate passed it, obviously, and you had over 100 Democrats freaking out because they voted against it, uh, and, and including those in targeted races. I think Democrats, including Governor Hochul, are realizing there's a political price to pay here, and so they're starting to, to, to shift King, their rhetoric. We're going to go break soon. Congressman King, you want to... I was just going to say, I want to congratulate Mike for hitting the ground running. He's a real leader for New York in, in Congress, doing a great job. We all have to stand with him. I keep up the fight. Well, I appreciate it. I Thank appreciate you. It. Thank you. And, uh, we love you, Mike. Thank you. We love you. you. And uh, we're going to be taking everyone. a break right now. And let's go to Lou Dobbs. That's going to tell us how to help the uh, market did today. And then we'll come back. You're commuting home. Cats and Cosby. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back here on Cats and Cosby. Sadly, crime is happening, it seems like, everywhere in New York, including on the rail lines. And joining us now here on the show is the general chairman for Smart Transportation. He represents the union representing the conductors, the track workers, the building and bridge workers, so much more. Um, and also somebody who Congressman King knows pretty well, Anthony Simon. Anthony, thank you for being here on the show. For having me, and thank you, Congressman King. Yes, he's been a friend a very long time and remains our friend and supporter. 
Thank you, Anthony. You're a real straight, straight shooter here. But, you know, your, your, uh, your workers, the conductors, all these guys are classic, middle-income, hardworking, law-abiding citizens. Describe you know, to the listeners what happens to them on the trains today and what the consequences are. So, so our conductors have been brutally assaulted over the last two years, whether it be physically, mentally, spit on, you name it. It's, it's gotten out of control. And the problem is, is that there are no consequences. When you ask what the consequences are, we stood in court on the 22nd after these two, this punk got arrested for assaulting and fracturing the face bones of one of the conductors. He got arrested just to be let out the next morning with uh, no bail. And it's absolutely insane that now they're thinking about kicking him down to family court, which would then put him the two felonies for striking each conductor and causing bodily harm to them. The two felonies go out the window and he's in family court. He was a grown man when he punched the hell out of our conductors and put them in a hospital. And now the judge lets him out. He knocks down the order of protection. It has to stop. They're going to continue to assault my, my members if there are no consequences, and they know that they're just going to get back Judge out. Weinberg? Well, uh, Mr. President, this is uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. Let me tell you something. You're absolutely right. And I'll tell you another ridiculous bill that's making its way through the halls of the state legislature. They want to seal the records of criminal defendants. So that means after a couple of years, the records are permanently sealed, so a judge will not know and the district attorney will not know that your member has been assaulted and another member has been assaulted. So you can, it could go on and on and on from the same perp. And yet the judge and the prosecutors will not know that this guy did it and is a repeat offender of this kind of violence. And oh, this has to stop. You know, also, Anthony, if they're attacking conductors, that also puts passengers at risk. It's going to bring down ridership on the trains. So as bad as it is for the conductors overall, it has a great impact, too, on society and on uh, you know, all the uh, commuters. It's terrible. Well, that's a great point, because our conductors are there to protect the passengers. But at the time they're protecting the passengers, they're getting the beaten. So if we take the conductors away, who's, who's in harm's way? It's the passengers. And, and then it's going to scare away the passengers that we're trying to build up ridership. We have the support. The MTA Police Department made an arrest within 24 hours. That, you can't ask for better than that. They did that. The Nassau County Police Department, under the leadership of Patrick Ryder, has been so supportive of our uh, conductors and the fact that none of them want them assaulted and will hold them all accountable. But once they leave the arrest that's being made by Nassau County or by MTA police, it's over. We know that. I stood in the court till 1.30 in the morning and I stared down the judge to make sure he wouldn't release him. He put $20,000 bail on the guy for the next morning to be released anyway. So he saw me in the court. Unbelievable. So there. It, it's, it's crazy. Why do you put a $20,000 bail? Because you're looking me in the eye and you know I'm standing there to defend my What's members. the name of that judge? Are you willing to say? Not right now. The judge who let him out. No, I'll say the judge who let him out. I believe the judge who did the ROR was Judge Warren, W-A-R-I-N. I'm not even sure. What, thought, town, you know, what town is he from? That's from Brooklyn. That's amazing. It, what is the morale of the workers? I mean, you it's know, it's like you I've see, seen it. I was going to say, you see how demoralized the police feel. Um, how do they feel? They, they're, they're afraid to come into work. They don't have any weapons on them. They don't have anything to protect them. They don't have mace. They don't have anything. And I don't want them to have it because at this point, they'll use it against them. You know, and it's gotten to a point where our conductors are afraid to come to work. I mean, call the police. That's wonderful. They'll come. They'll do their jobs. They always do. But then we don't have the support 
in the system. Well, somebody has to tell Albany, and that's why I have Governor Cuomo at 8 o'clock tonight, and somebody has to speak up. Governor Hochul has to speak up. Enough is enough in the state assembly. Enough is enough in the state senate. That's why we are mad as heck, and we're not going to take it anymore. And uh, we need a change in Albany. We need we Albany has to wake up. The common sense Democrats have to stand up and say enough is enough. Hey, Anthony, thanks you for know, your leadership on all this and on no, some of the other I, issues. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you all for you know the support and Congressman King. You know, again, listen, I'm gonna. You know me very well. I am not going to sit back. I am a fighter, and I'm going to protect my membership as much as they want to come at us. We'll get you some Rocky Calavito bets. Well, Congressman King said I had the bald head like Sid, and I had the (laughs) – so you know what? Hey, you never know. Well, we love you. you. We are with you and your men and women who are doing a really tough job. Thank you, Anthony. Anthony. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Take care. Outrageous. That is incredible what he's going through. Let's go to uh, Mark Siegel, who we have now here on the show. Of course, we know him from Fox News and, of course, professor of medicine at NYU Langone. Uh, Dr. Siegel, you've got some big blockbuster stuff, especially about Narcan. Uh, talk about this because this is obviously this is a big deal. This is what a lot of the law enforcement use uh, for combating opioid abuse, as we've been talking about crime and everything else. Dr. Siegel, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. All right. Hey, we, I don't know if you just heard me, but we were talking about the use of Narcan um, and how it's what now becoming sort of an over-the-counter. Sadly, is this a sign of how bad uh, overdoses are happening now? Well, it's actually a good sign that the FDA is actually doing this. I think it's a problem that's been there for a while, and it's getting enormously worse because of the border, because of the cartels. The cartels keep gearing up more and more. I mean, you know, 400 million uh, doses, lethal doses of uh, fentanyl were confiscated by the DEA last year alone, and that means a le- way more. That number is whopping. And and so, you know, they, they have these labs. The poppy fields are drying up. They're making a ton of fentanyl. There's a ton of nitazines as well. And then, and then you know, they're, they're filtering into the communities, and we've been covering it. I mean, it's all over spring break. It's an enormous mess. And so you need Narcan, and people know, need to know how to use it, which is actually easy, to, to, to put it into the nose of people who suddenly go unconscious and could, could stop breathing. Now, it's already available over-the-counter via CVS in multiple states, but it's good that the FDA did this. In, in a way, you're right, Rita. It's emphasizing that the problem's gone out of control, but I'm actually glad to see this move. What about this new thing with the animal tranquilizer? This is crazy, John. How are these kids taking horse tranquilizer for horses and injecting themselves? Uh, Have we lost our minds completely? Well, the society is in a state of great frenzy and anger and division and frustration. And a lot of this is pent up energy from people being locked down or or schools being shot. Uh, It's one of the most anxious, anxiety driven times in in since in my lifetime at least i mean I, i'm a post world war 2 guy my father said to me my father is in his late 90s he said to me world war 2 was was worse in terms of in terms of the psyche of the country i mean we rallied in world war 2 but this is a very very bad time in terms of the american psyche and i think one of the manifestations of it is what you're talking about you know, speaking of the american psyche uh, my jaw dropped yesterday when i saw this headline dr siegel anthony fauci 
is getting enormous bucks. Five million dollars. How much did you get paid? Five point five. <laughs> John deserved six on million book. on the new book. Can you believe this? The national bestsellers were waiting for the money to come in. I know, and he, he, obviously, with all the books sold, it's going to be more than the that. Chinese one advanced copies of five million. <laughs> I, I deserve a cut of this because at the very beginning of the pandemic, I actually recommended him to go on TV at Fox. I mean, he already was well known in the TV circles circuits, but I had actually interviewed him multiple times on TV. And it was obviously he ended up much more on CNN than on Fox, but he got a lot of exposure. And he, you know, he's a really a prominent immunologist who ended up in the public health lanes throughout this pandemic in a very big way. And not everything he, he said was right. That's for sure. And, and some of it was way too dogmatic. And we've been over that. You know, the issue of COVID origins, the issue of masks, uh, the issues of, of when to who should get a vaccine, the issue of, of mandates, lockdowns, shutdowns, closures, all of that, you know, was was dealt with in, in way too dogmatic a way. Dr. Siegel, this is Vito Vassello. With respect to Narcan, um, it, you know, hasn't the horse get out of the barn? Isn't go back to full circle? It's the fentanyl and other drugs that are coming across a porous border that are getting into our communities and killing your, not just young people, but so many across the country? Yeah, the, yeah, we're, we're talking about the, the uh, we're putting the cart before the horse here. The, you're absolutely right. And in, the cartels are also advertising at local high schools and colleges near the border, which shocked me even, saying, come on down. And, and people come on down, you know, for 20 bucks or whatever it is, and they're, and they're given a, a load of drugs. And they're, of course, also paying people to bring drugs across the border. I mean, what? A, hello, the, you know, the Democrats and their amnesty a plea, but what kind of a what kind of a, a asylum is that when you uh, when you're going across the border bringing drugs and and that's really out of control. The other point I want to make about Narcan being a band aid, more or less, what you've been getting at is Narcan doesn't even solve the problem at the other end because it la- it doesn't last nearly as long as fentanyl. So I could give Narcan, but then an hour later I have to give it again, and I got to get the person into the hospital, and I got to put them on a Narcan drip until the fentanyl wears off. Wow. So it's because fentanyl is so lethal, right? Is your point. And long acting. It lasts for up to 72 hours. Wow. That is really, really stunning. Judge Weinberg. Doctor, aren't there instances where innocent people open up a, a car door in a parking lot in a mall and, and next door the car has fentanyl on it and they go down? Or the cops who are making the cops bus? Are making arrests? No, uh, that's, you know, look, that, that, the reality of that can change at any time because the stuff is getting so much more potent. And at one, at one of our wonderful breakfasts, which I suppose are going to come back as soon as it gets warm out there, ju- Judge, uh, you know, with our, with our host here, uh, the uh, Suffolk County DA pointed out that nitazines are even more powerful than fentanyl. So could that happen? Yes. Is it likely? No, because skin absorption isn't the biggest issue. I I w- our first responders are heroes, and I don't want them to be afraid of that. They should be careful, but they're not dropping like flies because of that. Thank goodness. That's good to hear. Well, we love you, Dr. Mark Siegel. Thanks for being with us here on Cats and Cosby. Thank you. Oh, great to be on with you guys. Thank you very much. And everybody, when we come back, John, we still got a blockbuster show oh, ahead. we got a blockbuster show. We got a Michael Goodwin, New York Post, and Pulitzer Prize winner. he has some breaking news, I understand. He does. He's got some big stuff. Stay with us, everybody. More of Cats and Cosby after the break. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. 
And welcome back to Cats and Cosby. Joining us now here is the famous Pulitzer Prize winning New York Post columnist, Michael Goodwin. Uh, Michael, you had a blockbuster column. Tell us all about it. Uh, good evening, Rita. Well, look, it's uh, it's about Albany. And, you know, the budget is just a few days away. April 1st is the new fiscal year for the state. And there's been very little progress on some very big, important issues. Uh, number one, of course, being crime. Governor Hochul and Mayor Adams both want the legislature to make uh, adjustments in some of these crazy criminal coddling laws. Uh, so far, they've gotten nowhere. Uh, there's a tax issue there. Uh, of course, there's always a tax issue. Legislature wants to raise income taxes on high earners once again. And um, there's a charter school issue. Those are three of the really big ones where the governor wants to lift the cap on the city uh, and the legislature uh, in cahoots with the teachers unions does not want to. So those are the big issues that are being fought over. And I think this is an important year for the governor, because if she can't deliver anything close to uh, what she's asking for on these big issues, then I think she's basically just a figurehead, then you will have the legislature running the entire government. So this is important for Kathy Hochul, and I think uh, Michael Bloomberg realizes that, which is why he has funded a, a super PAC to run ads on her behalf, apparently spending $5 million uh, running ads on television, uh, Internet, and uh, apparently some mailers are coming, too to try to just bolster her to get some support. Now, the, the odds are long because the Democrats, the far-left Democrats, hold veto-proof majorities in both houses of the legislature. So the governor has line-item veto power uh, in a budget, but if she were to line-item some things out, the legislature could if they can hold their veto-proof majorities, could override her veto. So it's important I think what the goal of Bloomberg and Hoko is, is to at least keep some Democrats on Hochul's side in the legislature so that they lose the veto-proof power, uh, and then her veto would mean more, and they would have to negotiate. Michael, this that's is Pete, what everyone's hoping for. Yeah, Michael, this is Pete King, and you touched on this, but if she doesn't win this battle, first of all, it's her battle, it's also our battle as, uh, as citizens of New York. If she doesn't win this, is she a lame duck governor? Is she finished already? I mean, if you let this this crowd run the state and override her and just basically push we her aside. We better all leave town then. Yeah. Well, look, I think I think that is the, the right way to see it, that uh, if she loses this, I mean, I think the, the ghost of Lee Zeldin is hanging in the air. You know, if if this is the best she can do uh, with Democrats, then it, wouldn't it be better to have a Republican up there? I mean, if what's the difference? Why not have a Republican uh, who could make a difference, perhaps? I think I think Zeldin is more articulate. He's more forceful. Uh, I think he raised the right issues, and Hochul just seems to be uh, inert. I mean, she doesn't seem to have a lot of energy. She doesn't. She doesn't appear to enjoy the fight. She seems to surrender without much of a fight. I mean, she's asked the things she's asking for are very minimal. On the charters, for example, she wants to lift the cap in the city. 
But she, what she really wants is to be able to use these zombie charters as well, which are, you know, given to a school that then closed, and so they're not being used. So these are very minimal things. She's not asking for a big overhaul. She's she's raising a business tax. She's spending a lot of money. I mean, in the column, I talk about the comparative spending and populations of New York compared to Texas and Florida. I mean, it's outrageous how much money New York spends more than these states that are larger. But nobody here would say, wow, we're really living well, great in New York. The services are wonderful. Borough President Vito Fasella. Michael, this is Vito Fasella. Uh, you, you're covering this state and city for years. You know it better than anybody. Look into your crystal ball, please, um, and assess a probability to those three items, taxes, bail reform, and charter schools. And let me add that as long as there are charter schools out there and there is two, three, four times as many applicants as school seats, there's a demand for better schools and, and support for charter schools. But with that said, can you put a probability on any of those three items and and making them a reality? Well, I, I think if I had to to take that uh, challenge, Vito, what I would say is most likely there will be some compromise on charter schools. Uh, I think there is there is a growing support among a lot of uh, black New Yorkers who want more charter schools. They want them set aside for black administrators, which is a whole other kettle of fish, I think. But I think there is a rising clamor for some more charter schools. I think that's easily finessed without giving up what is the UFT, the teacher's monopoly effectively on all the district schools, I don't think it would be a significant number of students that would be pulled away, but it would keep that charter movement alive. In New York City now, it's about 14, 15% of the student population goes to charter schools. And Judge Michael, Weinberg, we're, we're, you got done, a we're down to one minute. Judge Weinberg? Michael, don't you think the most important issue she has to win on is the crime issue? If she doesn't win that, it's all lost. I think it is the most important, and it's one of the reasons why I'm so disappointed in Mayor Adams. Why is he not raising the roof on this? They're together on this, but he seems almost passive. Um, it, it's, it's bizarre. He, he will not fight with every ounce he's got. And I don't know what he's waiting for, because the city, because of this migrant situation that he created, the city is being stretched with the cost of the migrant. He should be hiring police officers. He should be doing everything possible to bring crime down. This is an important fight for him, but you, you wouldn't get that sense from watching him. Well, well Michael, thank you, Michael thank Goodman. You. We're out of time, and thank you for speaking up for our city, our state, our country. God bless you. And by the way, everybody and should be raising the roof on, on right fighting now, crime. we got Governor Cuomo coming in at 8 o'clock tonight, and I'll be with him between 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock. Tune in, because Governor Hoke, well, uh, she has to get mad what's going on in Albany. She has to put her foot down, and Governor Cuomo is here to remind everybody and remind the State Assembly and remind the State Senate. Uh, Vito Fasella, thank you for being here today. Great so much. And uh, Congressman King, keep fighting. Don't put a toll on King's Highway. Never. And uh, <laughs> Judge Richard Weinberg. And what would we all stand for? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American way. way. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.